Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Comedy Off-Broadway in Lexington welcomes Michael Palasak, January 26th through the 28th. Then catch Jeremiah Watkins, February 2nd through the 4th. And don't miss Craig Conant, February 9th through the 11th. Comedy Off-Broadway opened in downtown Lexington in 1987. And they're still bringing the best in stand-up comedy to the area 35 years later. Call 859-271-JOKE or visit ComedyOffBroadway.com. Comedy Off-Broadway. This is Kentucky Sports Radio presented by Stockton Mortgage. Now, here's Matt Jones. Welcome, everyone. Kentucky Sports Radio, Monday, January the 23rd. I'm Matt Jones. We are all over the place today. It is a cloudy day, and I'm in Louisville, Kentucky. Ryan is at his house, I would assume, in Lexington, Kentucky. Shannon is at the studio in Louisville. And when we opened up the phones, actually, Shannon closed the phones all right. for a little bit, all right, just because I don't want to make people hold the whole time. And then we'll open them up in a little bit for the Clark's Pump and Shop phone line, 859-280-2287, A-Vision Auto Glass text machine, 772-774-5254. And this edition sponsored by the TJ Smith Law Office. If you call TJ, he's a personal injury lawyer. He'll make them pay. Shannon, I don't know if you're seeing, TJ's on a rampage on the uh, Bond That Bridge, so to speak, Facebook page. I've Have you seen that. that. Yeah, yeah. I lurk around on there every now and then. He's posted yeah, quite a he, bit. So he's, he, he, he met with. Mitch Barnhart, and he didn't like what Mitch said, and so he went and posted about it, and he was he was pretty harsh. And then he met with JMI, and he had a flip, and then all of a sudden he liked JMI. It was a, it's, it's, he's, he's been all over the place, He's TJ. a man of the town. I think it's all about who's making him pay. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. I think if you don't make TJ pay, and he gets to make you pay, right. then he likes you. But if it's the other way around... It's just been quite a it's been quite a TJ Smith roller coaster on the Facebook page. He is uh yeah, he's getting out there shaking hands and meeting a lot of people and yeah, he's, he's trying getting, to get down to the answer. The, the, he's getting a lot of he's getting a lot of meetings in me, yeah, Shannon. He How's TJ getting all these meetings? Well when you're TJ, you get to meet with Mitch Barnhart, I guess. TJ you know? Smith just gets to walk in and be like, I'm TJ Smith, it's time to talk to me. He's got, folks. His, got his own personal interview with Mitch just I a couple guess. of days ago. Who knew? I yeah. maybe I should have t- I need to get him to be my PR guy <laughs> get to have these. Well, Ryan Lemon is in Lexington and Ryan Saturday. And we'll go into the details. But to me, Saturday was what Big Blue Nation is about. An exciting day from start to finish. A great win. I don't know how it sounded on TV, but the Rupp crowd was amazing. Got a big victory. I just Saturday was a really, really fun day if you're a Kentucky fan. 
Yeah, and like, like you said during the pregame show, it had that feeling. Like it, this was a big game type feeling that we love. And when Rupp Arena just starts rocking, it was full, and the crowd's into the game. And then the guys come out and they show some fight, you know. And that's what we've been missing from a lot of the, at, a, at the start of some of these games. Got down when Oscar went in foul trouble, and they show more fight to come back in. It's just you're right. It's exactly what everyone needs. You know, he sounds like Cal. Have you noticed that, Shannon? A little bit. He's like sounding like Cal. He's like talking about fight. I'm just waiting for him to say. Then they then they said go, and then they played. <laughs> he's he's, he's channeling his, Cal. Got his coach speak down this morning. Well, can I say something that may be a little controversial? I don't think it has anything to do with fight. Although they did Uh-oh. play with a lot of fight. Yeah, I think he's just playing the right lineup. Yeah, play the right guys, we win. I mean, now, those guys did fight and give them credit. But, like, it's easier to fight, Ryan, when you're winning. You know what I mean? And when the game's close. And when you're not down 14-2 to two to start the game. Like, he's playing the right lineups. And playing the right lineups has an infinite better chance of success than not. And it seems like even the players themselves know that this is the lineup that needs to be on the floor because they're playing harder. They're playing well, could, They're playing with more fight. Yeah, you know? how so, could you not know? Everybody yeah. knows. I mean, like, it's – it's a, even Cal in the postgame said something like, all right, fine. He kind of almost said that, Shannon. He's yeah. almost like, yeah. all right, fine. This is the lineup. Proof's took, in the pudding, Took though. us two and a half months to get there, but we're there. Yeah, and it is. And – I, I I do you did you guys both watch the game on television? Yeah, both of I did. Yeah. yeah, I think you know I, I I have not. I said this on the post game. I have not gone to a game to a lot of games on TV. Or excuse me, in Rupp in a while because I we we get three press credentials at KSR, and I've just given them to the working folks because I don't you know I don't write about the game, so I didn't. So and they also moved it way up, so the seats aren't as good. So I had I was at the Tennessee game last year where we won by like a thousand, and then this one, and it was really loud, you know, like and the, the crowd. What I really liked about it is the crowd was into every play. Like every play, the crowd was kind of living and dying by the game. I, at the end, I said to my mom, Ryan, I felt like I'd played at the end. Like I'd been. <laughs> John Robick's hair has a video of me pumping my fist. Have you seen that, Shannon? I'm, no, no, I haven't I seen look that up. Because my seat was right under the basket, and a few times you can see me after big baskets just pump my fist really hard, <laughs> like I did something, you yeah, know? Yeah. But it was like that. It felt like it was like that. But what I wanted to ask you all at home is, I am convinced that when ESPN does our games, they don't put the microphones in the right place. Because I think when our games at Rupp are on CBS, they sound louder than when they're on ESPN. So did the crowd sound loud over the television Saturday? Uh, to be honest, it has the last couple games. Okay. Uh, even the Georgia game, uh, the crowd was loud. And uh, I, it definitely was loud again this week. Okay, because I just want to make sure that that comes across. Because sometimes when I watch at home, it sounds like our crowd is dead and I wonder, Shannon, like, well, what's wrong with our crowd? But maybe it's just that it doesn't translate over television because of the way they use the microphones. Like, to give you an example, OVW, which um, which I own, Shannon. Oh, yeah, yeah, you own it. <laughs> you own so much, I can't keep up with what you I own. I own it. There you go. Thank you very yes. much. Um, we don't do it. We, we have tried, but we don't. we need somebody to come in there because I don't feel like our crowd at OVW translates to the audio on television. Like, it can be really loud in there, and, and, and we just don't have the microphones in the right place. 
and we don't know how, I, I, you know, we're not audio people, so I don't think we really know how to do that. Same thing with the mat. You know, in the WWE, they have the microphone under the mm-hmm. mat, so when it hits the mat, it's really loud. Yeah. We don't have that. And so sometimes I think the, the loudness of the arena doesn't translate to TV. And I've just wondered, Ryan, if that's true about ESPN, because I just, I just thought the crowd at Rupp was really, really great Saturday. I've, I've thought for the last couple months that when the other team is shooting the free throw in the second half, they turn the mic up a little bit because it gets really loud when our crowd wants them to miss those free No, throws I think it's just that loud. People know the Chick-fil-A <laughs> is available. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean, it's that, that, to be fair, (laughs) Shannon, we have the most Chick fil A thirsty people on the planet. People just just love free stuff, is what it is. It's amazing how people love free stuff. Oh, yeah. You can get rich people who can buy whatever they want. Yep. And somebody offers them a free t shirt and they will knock their mother over to get it. I told you this before. And it's true. I once had a guy nearly get into a fight with me in a parking lot because I ran out of free koozies at a rock radio remote. (laughs) Koozies, the little thing you stick your little you know can yeah. in to keep it cold. And that person was Elon Musk. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> but it is crazy. Like, you can be the most successful person, and and the the idea of a free Chick Fil A biscuit yep. is exciting. Makes people <laughs> lose their minds, like, and it, it it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, they act like they're going to run out with a chick chicken sandwich and just hand it to them right there. You know, like you got to oh. actually go out and get it. Well, but the whole so the whole day. I mean, like. You know, again, I mean, everybody's a product of what they do. But before the game, for the pregame show at the bar, it felt like a big game. It felt like the biggest yeah. game since Tennessee last year. Yeah, then definitely. during the game, you know, the student section was out the door. I walked into the arena. I wanted to get there early so I because we. I, I walked in the arena with my mom at like 125, so 35 minutes before the game. Student section full, and not just the eruption zone. Even Ryan, the the up in the crowd student section full at that. That time. hasn't been that way. I don't think all year. I agree. I don't think the student section has been full a half hour before the game. Who knows how long? I mean, just packed the whole time. Then you know the place. It wasn't a hundred percent packed. That one end zone had some empty seats, but way fewer than have been the rest of the games this year. Yeah. Then, like I said, during the game they're into it. Then after the game. Standing ovation, biggest crowd for the Cal post game pre you know speech in who knows how long pre COVID I'm sure. Then post game at my restaurant, I did the uh, we did the post game show. People everywhere line out the door. Thank you very much. And and it feels (laughs) like it just felt like that kind of day. It did and. You know, yesterday our post game, my post game show, got in the top ten in iHeart, and that you know that happens almost never, and it did. I just, if anybody wasn't in Ryan, it feels like Saturday kind of got everyone in. And it, you know, did it, did it take that loss to South Carolina to finally not just wake up? cow up but the players up and us up because the la- since then it's been all positive it seems like the only thing i can think of about that south carolina loss and let me just say that south carolina loss is going to hurt us i'm sure it will that's a quad four loss and I, I i bet you kentucky you think kentucky's taken a quad four loss in the cow era i don't know if they have i don't even think evansville was a quad four loss i don't know 
I don't think they've taken a quad four loss. Well, it they? probably was because didn't they not win another game oh, the rest of the right. year? You're right. They didn't win they another. You're right. So, yeah. so it's probably their second quad four loss. That's going to hurt us in the tournament. It's going to really hurt us. We'll talk about the bracket projections. But in Joe Lenardi, we're still not even in. And it's because of that. I mean, South Carolina's going to go 1-17 in, in the SEC, <laughs> and their one is going to be us. But it may be the case, Ryan, that if you were Cal and you were still holding out hope that that line, that like you were going to win your way, that when you lose at home to South Carolina, you just have to say, well, clearly that's not going to work. I got to do something else. Is that gotta possible? Be, yes. And I think that it, we're, even though it was a horrible loss, we may look back at that game where it all turned around for Cal in the lineup in this team. Yeah. And then he also was forced due to injury to play differently against Tennessee as well. You know, I mean, I, there is a part of that that occurred. But yeah. I love the way they played. I mean, you could do the numbers, but in the first half, you know, our basketball Benny lineup. And, Shannon, I'm fine calling it that. I'm tired sure, of people no. online telling me we can't call it that. Yes, we can. That's what it is. It's what it is. Cal, like, uh, we didn't need Cal to call it the basketball Benny lineup. He should. That's what he <laughs> ought to do. You know what? That's what he ought to do. He has in a not – I mean, I don't think he's been mean about it. But he has, for 12 years, made fun of fans who think they know basketball, right? That's what the basketball Benny thing is. He's basically, in a nice way, teased fans like, y'all think you know this stuff, but you don't know it like I do. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, he's correct. But you know what, Shannon? The Benny's got one right. That's right. So they got one right. Once so this would be a good time for him to go, okay, basketball Benny lineup. <laughs> <laughs> and for people who say, like, you're being mean to Cal. No, we're not. He's been calling us that for 12 years. In this case, they were right. That lineup only played, Ryan, four possessions in the first half. Four. They scored on three of the four of them, and CJ had an in-and-out open three on the fourth one. In the second half, they basically played the whole game, and we went from down two to winning by nine. I mean, and, that's the lineup, right? Yeah. That, that's the lineup. And I, I'm okay with Livingston kind of being on the, on the outskirts of the lineup, getting him in maybe, you know, as the sixth man. I, I, I kind of now think that whole six guys is the lineup. For 12 years, though, Shannon, I've said starting lineups don't matter. And I still yep. believe that's true, but can we not one game start these five just once? It'd be nice. <laughs> Yeah, but at the end of the game, as long as they get the most minutes, that's that's really all. I agree, but we're even Saturday. We were behind. Yeah, <laughs> like, can we not just one time start these five? He's just doing it to be stubborn. Now I think. I think so, <laughs> but it just they do. And and the thing I liked, Ryan is even though we we won by nine, but I think you could make an argument we should have won by like twenty. Because oh, yeah. we had so many open looks, yep. and mo- and we're going to start making those looks. And when we do, I think this team can be really good. Like if they if they shoot thirty nine percent or forty percent instead of thirty three from three, we win by twenty going away. I mean Frederick and Frederick especially had so many open threes that you got to think as the year goes on he'll make more. And that's what we, you know, we talked about that in the pregame show. They were going to get a lot of open looks because the way we thought a was going to play Oscar defensively. Yeah, once those guys start knocking them down, that's what that's where this team will get to where we all thought it was going to be when the season started. I think that's my biggest takeaway is how physical Kentucky played maybe for the first time all season. So many times earlier in the season, they were just getting pushed around by teams. 
and Kentucky played very and tough. And that's a very physical team yeah. they play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And what has yeah. impressed me about the Benny lineup is, even I would have thought this, that team's going to get hurt defensively, but you'll score a lot, right? Yeah. They play well defensively. I actually think that's a good defensive team. Antonio Reeves is playing much better defensively. Than and CJ is year. the most surprising defender to me. Yep. I think CJ is actually become a good defender, and I did not see that coming, especially coming off a leg injury. And he, I watched him a lot Saturday, and he, he, he fights through. He, he, yep. one screen he didn't fight through, and his guy was open. Cal called him over, and the rest of the game he fought through screens. I thought amazingly well. So, big shout out to the team and the coaching staff. It was a a huge, huge win, and the fan base was great. Uh, as well. 859-280-2287. We're going to talk more about the game and a lot of other fun things. This is Kentucky Sports Radio. To talk to Matt Jones and the crew, call the Clark's Puppet Shop phone line at 859-280-2287 or 1-800-606-4263 and send us the Kentucky Brandit Tweet of the Day by tweeting Matt at KY Sports Radio. Benny Snell was there. Well, that and the basketball Benny lineup. Oh, yeah, that was one. better. I yeah. did not think works, of that. Benny both. Snell was there. Uh, I what do you think of his sweater he had on? Uh, I didn't really notice it. What was wrong with it? Oh, it was like it was uh, out there one. He had some like out there. Elton John glasses too. No, I mean, yeah. his hair. Yeah. Like he, <laughs> he, he definitely looks sort of. Um, I don't know. It, just NFLish. I just, yeah, I thought he, he. I thought he looked, to be honest with you, like a guy who had money now. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't notice the sweater. Did you notice the sweater, Shannon? Yeah, it was pretty loud. But you know it's what? Right. Hey, you, you know can what? rock That's it. Fine. He got the second biggest applause in Rupp, as I said. First, by far, Vince Merrill. They show Vince Merrill on the big screen. People lose their minds. Dude's a rock star, man. He, <laughs> yes, dude, he, he is. is the most popular person in in the state of Kentucky. I am convinced of that. He walked into the bar Saturday. People just cheering. I mean, who else can go in Jeff Ruby's and just start eating food off your plate and you don't care? <laughs> I mean, Are you talking about off my plate or anyone's plate? I'm just saying I feel like he could go in and eat off anybody's plate. It wouldn't matter. I agree. I mean, he it's literally ate half of a of a piece of fish, and and I did not. I, I just laughed the whole time. I was like, <laughs> "Look at this guy! I love it." Vince is did they eating. have a lot of a uh, recruits there? Is that why they were kind of? I had a couple. He had Woo Spencer, who's a big time recruit from Southern Indiana. And then a kid, and by the way, who seemed to be loving it. Like when everyone cheered when they walked in, Wu had the biggest face. And he also liked our wings, Shannon, which I like. Oh, yeah. But it wasn't just Wu. There was a kid, and I don't know who this kid is, and someone can write me, but I don't know his name, but I think he's my favorite player of all time. Best mullet I've ever seen recruited to Kentucky. Really? And he, 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 did, he told me his name, but I couldn't hear what he said, and he's from Pikeville. So somebody's playing for Pikeville that was on a recruiting visit to UK and was important enough to be with Wu Spencer. So clearly this is somebody they want. But the mullet, Shannon. I love a good mullet. No, you. this one, this is like not win a contest, but probably win the local Pikeville mullet contest. Mm, Okay. Somebody needs to tell me what this kid's name is. Yeah, we got to find out who it is. Because I just was like, 
That kid is mullet-tastic. All right, I'm going through their roster. You said Pikeville. Uh, let's see. Keenan Cutlip, is that it? I mean, I, you're, I'm not going to know. Like, somebody who fr- is from Pikeville needs to say, who would Pikeville have yeah. that, we would be, that we would be recruiting? Okay. Daryl will know if he'll get with us. But there, but anyway, he, he was, it was an absolutely amazing uh, <laughs> mullet. One person writes, my wife and I, Matt, watched you and your mom the whole game. So, we, Shannon, we were right behind the bench. We had, and I want to thank Joe and Kelly Craft uh, gave us their tickets. And I've never sat anywhere like that before. Have you ever set feet on the floor, Shannon, for a game? Uh, no, I think only in Memphis, the game that you left early because you were nervous. The Kentucky, but even then, you're game. behind that desk, right? Right. right this yeah. is feet on the floor. I took your seat that time, but yeah, no, I've never sat anywhere close. Like I've that. never had that before. It's an amazing thing. And the person says, Matt, you stood up every time we took a three as if you were trying to will the ball in. And I, he's right about that, right? You do that. Well, you're supposed to. What do you to? mean you're I do that, Shannon? When we were sitting at Buffalo Wild Wings that night, you nearly knocked me off in the bar stool because you were trying to, like, push me, like, out of the way every time they would shoot a three. I feel like if my body turns enough, it yeah. will make the ball go in. Didn't work. Th- I know, but like you feel like it might. I mean, it worked eleven out of thirty-two times, I guess. That's right. And so, and, and when they were shooting on our end, I could see when it left their hands, when it didn't feel like it was going to go in, and I thought, you know, if I curve my body enough, mm-hmm. help it, it'll like it'll curve the ball in. They did shoot a lot of threes on Saturday, most since twenty eleven. Did you like that? Yes, because we'd said earlier in the year they had the, the best three-point percentage of like any of Cal's teams or one of the top. And so why not shoot more? If you know you've got good shooters and you're hitting a lot of them, shoot and more I thought, of them. I, you said they took 32, Ryan. I think it was I thought, 32. I thought 29 of them were good shots, right, in the offense and open. Like you uh-huh. can't complain about that. I mean, they, they didn't all go in. But, I mean, I, I don't, do you remember a bad three taken? Not really. Just Not like really. you said, a lot of them, a lot of them were open looks that they had. You got to take them. You got to take them. You know, and I, Case and Wallace, I think started out like O of six or O of seven, but watching him, I felt like all the shots were good. So at some point, I'm like, he's going to make those at some point. So Ryan, I'm good with them shooting them. Yeah, he, I think he's you know still kind of settling in a little bit to his new role, and he's he's got he'll start hitting those shots as he gets more comfortable. I think where he's coming in from. All right, somebody says the kid's name might be Carson Wright. Okay, I'll have to look him up. Look Carson it up. Wright. See if Carson Wright has a mullet. Yes, it is Carson Wright. His uh, his Twitter account is Carson Wright thirty two. Although you can't see his mullet because he's wearing his mullet there. Carson Wright. Somebody needs to send me a picture of mullet Carson Wright because I want him to come to Kentucky. So, okay, here we go. If you go to his Twitter account, Shannon, go down about four tweets. Okay. Carson Wright. And look, he's walking off the field. Look at that. Look at that Kentucky rainfall or waterfall. That is quite a mullet right there. A.K.A. Cash Daniel looks like. It was even better in person. Like, it, it, I think it's grown out since then. It was fuller. Yeah. It had, I think he had put conditioner in it. <laughs> it was a good look. All right, you can open the phone. 859-280-2287. Hey, college hoops fans, it's tournament time. It's Shannon the Dude, and the thrill and excitement of March is here, and you can get in on all the action with the DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. 
New customers bet on any college basketball national tournament game and turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets. That's right, to celebrate college basketball's most frenzied time of the year, DraftKings is giving new customers a shot to rack up on some bonus bets. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code KSR. New customers can bet just 5 bucks and get $150 instantly in bonus bets only with DraftKings Sportsbook and code KSR. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus. Physically present in Kentucky. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash bball. TJ Smith, personal injury attorney. Call TJ. He'll make them pay. Now, more Kentucky Sports Radio presented by Stockton Morgan. Here's Matt Jones. Welcome back, Kentucky Sports Radio. 859-280-2287. Matt, Ryan, and Shannon celebrating the big win at... uh, at Rupp. I want to thank everybody, by the way, not just not just Joe and Kelly, who, who helped me with the, the tickets, but also all the people, all the random fans who came up to my mom, Ryan, and said happy birthday. That How made awesome her really happy. And she got to meet Tom Hart and Jimmy Dykes. Nice. That's cool. They yeah, were very cool. nice. Yeah. I think the person she was most excited to meet was Jack Givens. Because, oh, you know, that's course. like her era yeah. Of, yeah. Of, of, of UK fandom. Uh-huh. Um, she knew Tom Leach and Dave Baker, but got to see them. Vince, obviously, who she really likes. Uh, and, and she just kept sitting there at the game and going, I can't believe these seats. And I was like, I know. And then I, th- I think she got worried that, that Shannon, someone was going to fall into her, like in, yeah. into us. Because yeah. a couple times they came running, and she would just look at me like, no, like don't, <laughs> you know, don't let these people fall on us. Yeah. At one time, I think somebody did actually go into the bench, didn't they? Yeah, not where we were, yeah. but on the side. Yeah. yeah, that I was thinking it was Jacob Toppin went flying into the into the crowd. Yeah. There's a great picture. He's flying in the crowd, and there's like a little girl asleep two feet from her, his foot. So like, that would have been a hard way for her to wake up. <laughs> That'd be a rude yes, yeah, awakening right there. Have somebody crash I mean, into your, you. Your mom did have those front row seats at OVW in Harlan. I mean, she should be used to that treatment. <laughs> That's true. She she did get that. I don't. I think maybe she liked this a little more than that. Uh, but Netflix was not there to capture this. Oh, okay. So so it might be a little different. What person writes, Matt? What do you think of Buzz Williams? He had nice things to say about the Benny lineup. Yeah, he did. Speaking of my mom, Shannon, she just looked at me at one point during the game and goes, I just don't like Buzz Williams. Really? And I was like, whoa. Did she say why? Mom. She just said she didn't really say. She said she didn't like his vest. Didn't like the cut of his jib? Just did. I think she didn't <laughs> like the cut of his jib. I think, I don't know what it was. She yeah. just wasn't, wasn't a fan. Huh. Um, I think he's a good coach, but he's probably one of the best coaches, Ryan, I've ever seen that people all say, you know, that's a good coach. But my question is, has he ever won anything? Yeah. Ever. He, Has he, he ever pulls, even made the second weekend of the NCAA tournament? Oh, not for sure about that. He he does just seem one of those guys that gets the most and a lot out of his players, but yet, you're right, does he still have that? Well, he did say in the post game, this is a different t- – he said, we scouted this – it was interesting. He said, we scout only SEC games, which I found interesting. And he said, these last two – it was a different team, so we only focused on these two. Yeah. And he said, this team is efficient, 
and really hard to guard. He as nicely as possible could said. He even said at the end, I don't like to coach another person's team, but that's a really good lineup. Well, and they they obviously had you know figured out what to try to do with Oscar. We saw how Georgia played Oscar and just tried to play him one up, and he went for thirty seven and twenty four. They got those big guys kind of packing in. That's how we knew they Kentucky was going to get those open looks if they were just able to knock them but down. That's what makes these two games so exciting, Shannon. Two teams played us completely differently, and we won both by do like both teams came out and said we're going to make you beat us this way, and in both cases we did it. Yeah, yep. every time Georgia an said we're going to make Oscar beat us, and Oscar beat him, and then A and M said we're going to make your shooters beat us, and then we beat him. I think yep. that's exciting. It is, yeah, and they found a way to answer. And clearly, that was A and M's game plan going in. They wanted to get physical with Oscar, force him to get into foul trouble, and then see how Kentucky reacted. And they they responded well. Toppin picked up the slack. And you want to know the moment. Ryan, I think that Calipari just decided this was going to be the lineup. I can tell you the exact moment. Okay. Because you remember in the pregame show, I predicted this. I said they're going to come out, they're going to be more physical than us, and Cal's initial reaction is going to be to go big. Right? Right. And in the first half, we get up six. And then they go on a little run, and it cut it to two, and I think we call timeout. And Cal, if you'll remember, sticks Ugana, Ugana, like Ware, Livingston, and like that lineup in. Do you remember that lineup? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I thought to myself, that lineup ain't scored. Nope. And we went from like up two to down six. And Cal at that point had a look of, I got to play him. All right, there it is. Yeah. And I think that, I honestly think we were up six. We went from up six to down six. And Oscar had two fouls during that little period, too. Uh-huh, I think that's important. Yeah. I think that up six to down six was kind of when Cal said, I got to go with what works. And then he never changed it the rest of the game. Yeah, he, he, he you know, that's right. It's, Oscar had the two fouls. But when Lance came in, I mean, Lance does a lot of good things for him. He got beat twice. Uh, Ugana I actually made thought Lance mistake. played well, though, didn't you? He, well, I, he, he's always going to bring energy and bring, and bring it the toughness that you need a lot of times. I like that about him. Yeah, and I also like he gets in these dudes' faces, Shannon. It's like, he's our enforcer. That's what he is. He really is, and he's just yeah. like looks at dudes and is like, you want to fight? I'll fight you. You want some? <laughs> Let's go. Like, don't fight Jacob Toppin. Fight Lance Ware. Like, yeah. I'm the guy. Yeah. There was a guy at the bar yesterday for the Bengals game. He was a little drunk, I think, watching the game. And every time I would walk by him, and he was sitting in the aisle, every time I would walk by him, Shannon, he'd go, how about Lance? <laughs> <laughs> he probably said it to me nine times in yeah. the course of the day. Yeah. And every time I'd be like, how about him? How about him? Who's up first? Let's go to Peggy. Peggy, how are you, Peggy? Hello? Yes? Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, um, two things. Um, CBS still has your beat, has ESPN beat on the sound. And... um. Is there any way on this green earth that we can get Doug Shells banned from doing our game? Even no, it's, no. I actually think Cal likes Doug Shells just as a person. Like, if you watch them during the games, they joke with each other on the sidelines. So, I actually don't think he dislikes Doug Shells. Um, so, no, I don't. I, I think the one ref that Cal doesn't want doing games is 
thanks to a lawsuit, never doing UK games again, probably. <laughs> um, and I appreciate the call, Peggy. But Doug Shouse, I will say this. Ryan, there is no ref that the fans hate more than Doug Shouse. Wouldn't you agree? Well, yeah, but, you know, he kind of brought it on himself over the years with kind of the showmanship stuff. I think that people... He doesn't do as much of that anymore, though. No, like, he, he doesn't. doesn't do the charges where he's pump gyrating his hip, Shannon, and, like, running down the court. Like, he doesn't do all that <laughs> stuff quite as yeah. much. Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe just getting older, you know, harder but to do. But, you know, the thing... So the crowd started chanting, Doug, you suck. <laughs> Could you hear that over the? Could no, you hear? this first I'm hearing of this. You, you couldn't hear that over the thing. I, uh, I could hear him chanting something, but I, I read on Twitter. It was so yeah. loud yeah. that you could, you really couldn't hear that. I wow. didn't hear it. It was so loud, like the whole crowd. Maybe because I was sitting in front of the student section, it was louder to me. But the crowd was sitting there going, "Doug, you suck," and I was thinking, "There's no other ref that they would call by name." Mm-hmm. But what was interesting is they were doing it after a call that, in hindsight, he got right. Which was that flagrant on Oscar? It was. They, they, uh, truthfully, they got that call right. But yeah. here was the thing: they didn't show Ryan the replay in Rupp that showed Oscar hitting him. Of course, you could not. tell because you could hear people booing it Rupp. Because and I, I told Josiah that they don't see the other one. The see, they showed the probably five times the Oscar's move foul and the guy pushing him into shoved. the stands. Yeah. They showed that, but they never. So I was even outraged. I tweeted that Oscar call is bogus, and then people started going, "Matt, you didn't see what happened before." Uh huh. And we, and if you were in the arena, you never saw what Oscar did at mid court, Ryan. So I think people were really angry, but they didn't really see what happened because they never showed it on replay. I knew it. I, I figured that exactly what was going on because the crowd. You could hear the crowd boo. I couldn't hear the chant, but you could hear them boo that, and I just knew they had didn't see. The and other I couldn't understand why down. it was taking so long. Because I was like, he just made a move and he threw him in the stands. Like, it's obvious what happened. I didn't uh-huh. realize that there was something that had happened way before that. Yeah, yeah, they were running down the floor. So, so you an can't... unobserved foul is what they were calling it. Yeah, I'd never heard that I phrase hadn't before. I hadn't either. No. Unobserved foul. How, no. far back right. can you go? How far back on that can you go? Can you, like, go? <laughs> go all the way back to the beginning of the game? It was an unobserved foul. Yeah. Well, you know what? We're calling an unobserved foul three minutes in. Yeah. That's what we do. But it ended up, I think they actually got it right. But in the crowd, you didn't you didn't know that. Who's next? Roger. Roger. How are you, Roger? Hey, Matt. This is Roger. First time, long time. Who are? What's up? Hey, buddy. I was at the game Saturday. Got some late-minute tickets on Friday. And uh, uh, I stole my thunder there a little bit. The, the, I was going to comment on the fact that they did not show the Oscar replay to us in the stands. And uh, it kind of jaded the way the crowd was thinking about Shouse, I think. I do, too. I think everybody was really mad at him because of that. I mean, they still wouldn't have loved him, but I think that that kind of colored us on it because we didn't really see what happened. That's Yeah. The the second part was definitely enough to, to be upset about, but when you offset it, it probably made sense. Um, one thing in the first half that I, that I noticed, and I had to look at the guy beside me and ask him if that really happened, I think we had a designed inbound play that got us a basket for a run. I, I agree uh, with you. I think it was. I think it was. I know the play you're talking about. It was a design, and and actually, I thought he missed it, but it was still a great shot. Is that the one we're talking about? No, no, it was a made three. Frederick made it. Oh, you're talking about? Well, I actually think we had a layup on one on a design yeah. play. He just missed the shot, but it was a great play. Now, the one I'm talking about was Frederick came off a screen on the on the inbound, and they got him the ball for a three. It was on our end uh, in the first half, and and I looked at the guy beside me. I said, "Was that a design play?" <laughs> we were 
we were shocked. Yeah, but, I think uh, he did. I actually thought Cal and the staff did a really good job Saturday on a lot of different things. Um, not just playing the lineup, but also just little adjustments they made. I actually thought he did a really, really good job. Yeah, and, and one last thing. Uh, I heard your post game on Saturday as we were driving home, and you were talking about the biggest, the biggest applause for the day between Benny and um, and Vince. But I think one of the biggest ones that came through over the day was probably for the little girl. That's right. You know what? You're right about that, and, and, and I, I appreciate the call. Ryan, there was a little girl in the crowd who was in a cheerleading outfit who uh, she she had no hair, clearly probably going through a cancer treatment, and the crowd was great with her. They nice. showed her twice and got huge applause. He's right. That was the biggest applause of the night, and uh, that was really sweet. That was the fans, you know, this fan base. The reason I get so frustrated at criticism from outsiders or whatever, like the Will Bonds of the world, is the best parts of this fan base, there's nobody better. And I and you can see that again uh, on Saturday. Don Franklin Auto. We're going to be down there Friday in London, Shannon, at yes. Don Franklin Auto, Laurel County. Here we come. And the reason I wanted to go was because the great selection and great prices. I was just telling you, Shannon, I'd like to go to London. And I said, go why? to Don Franklin. And you said because of the great selection and great prices. That's exactly <laughs> right. And I was like, that's what I want. Yeah. And I want to see the London branch because I hear great things about the London branch. So if you're in London or Eastern Kentucky. Come out to Don Franklin Friday, and if you're anywhere else in the state, go to your local Don Franklin and get a vehicle, and you will not be unhappy. You will not be unhappy. I could have just said you will be happy. Yeah. Go to DonFranklinAuto.com. We'll take a break. Be right back. It's KSR. There are people telling me that they did show the replay at the game, but it was like after they had showed the other replay six or seven times. I didn't see it. I mean, if other people say they saw it, that's fine. I, I know that I saw the replay of Oscar's foul about five or six times. If they showed the other one, then I guess they showed the other one. I didn't see it. I think either way, I think the majority of the crowd didn't see it because that's why you were getting the reaction you were getting. Yes. Yeah, you um, knew that had to be the case. Yeah, so, uh, you know, that's that's the way – the way it goes. One person writes, Matt, will the committee not take into account that Toppin and Wallace were out against South Carolina? Well, they might, but still, South Carolina sucks. So, like, they're going to say you still should have won. <laughs> I mean, they're 1-17. in 17. Well, I'm, Again, maybe they'll win an SEC game. I don't know if they will or not. But, you know, they lost to Wofford. They lost to Murray State. They lost to Colorado State by 30. We still, Ryan, have to beat them even without Wallace and Toppin. You know what I mean? So, so you know, maybe they consider that a little bit. But it's not like we lost to Kansas without those guys. We lost to the worst team in the SEC, and if it wasn't for Louisville, maybe the worst team in the Power Five. Yeah, you lost to them, and you lost to them at home. There's no way you should lose that game at home, regardless of who's – you got. You still got more talent than they do. That was a horrible, horrible loss. Now, I made the decision, Shannon, I wasn't going to look at bracketologies until February this year. Yeah. But – I care about brackets. I like brackets too much. You know, I'm just, I'm a bracket guy. I love brackets. So I looked at all the brackets. Bracketology still has us as, as, as the first or second team out. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's where they have it. CBS has us as an 11 seed and playing, I think, Maryland. But of course, the one everybody wants to talk about is Andy Katz, <laughs> who has us as a 10 seed. Opening up in the first round against a seventh seeded Duke. In the first round. That in the first round. That would never happen. 
All right, let's just talk about, though, if it did. If you got, and it's in Des Moines. Oh, we like Des Moines. <laughs> if you had Kentucky and Duke in the first round, like, how is that the biggest first-round game ever? Yes, and nothing else would matter. It would completely overshadow everything else in the tournament because everybody would be talking about that one game. Kentucky and Duke in the first round of the NCAA tournament, I genuinely think, Ryan, is the biggest first-round game to ever take place. I, ca- I mean, I-, I can't think of another one in the first round. I mean, I can't think of any first-round game ever that I was like, you got to stop what you're doing to watch. Watch that. You That would be that one. I mean, it would be CBS would put it on primetime. Yeah. It would be the – Shannon's right. It would be the only game in the first round people talked about, wouldn't it? Yeah. It would probably be the highest-rated first-round game ever, too, because people that don't even like Duke or Kentucky are going to tune in for that game. But- and see, you say, Shannon, they wouldn't do that. I actually think in a year like this where neither Kentucky or Duke are considered a team that can win it all, it would actually make sense to do it. But you have, I think, the two two biggest fan bases in college basketball, and you're going to lose one of them right there in the first round. But I just, think they just, might think that they really that want that. They, I could I could see them thinking there's a world where you lose them both in the first round. If you know what I mean, like I could see them yeah, taking just, that view. I just feel like they would, you know, at the earliest maybe want to see those two match up in the Sweet Sixteen. But you can't match them up in the Sweet Sixteen because I don't think either one of them is going to be a seed that's a one through four. So if you try to match them up in the Sweet 16, Ryan, they may both lose before they get there, you know? Yeah, not a lock that either one of them are going to make it to the Sweet 16. I mean, if Kentucky was a four and Duke was a one, then I agree with Shannon. You try to match them up in the Sweet 16. But if it's a seven and a (laughs) ten... I just can't see that happening. And maybe it will, but I just can't see it happening. It'd give them all something really to talk about and promote between Selection Sunday and the first-round game. You know, that's going to be the topic of conversation on every sports show. Yeah. Here's the other thing days. to think about. What if we're in the first four? What's Dayton going to be like? Rocking. I mean, our our fans would pack that place, yes, right? Yes, they would. Yep. I mean, it's only, how far is Dayton? Two hours? At from most. Lexington? Yeah. I mean, that would be a wild atmosphere. I've been to the first four. That's a small arena. Uh-huh. And if you packed Kentucky fans in that arena, that could be, uh, Ryan, one of the great atmospheres ever, honestly. And secretly, I would be okay with it, even though they're playing the play-in game. Just to have that game, have that environment. I saw on the CBS bracket, the one before this one, Shannon, it had us playing in the first four against, I want to say Northwestern, maybe. And if we won, we played in Albany, New York. And I was thinking, <laughs> looking at Ryan and going, all right, Ryan. You're ready to drive to Dayton, and then when the game's over, drive to Albany, New York. Mm. Just looking at his face when yeah. I announced him to him we were doing that, I was almost like looking forward to his face if that occurred. I hope that doesn't happen. I hate those play-in games. Nobody ever pays attention to Of course, we would. If but we they would it. if Kentucky yeah. was in it. Oh, if yeah. Kentucky was in it, I mean, again, yeah. if you're the NCAA and you can put Kentucky in the play-in game, you don't think everybody's going to watch they it? They would, yeah. So, who's next? Let's go to Ed. Ed, what's up, Ed? Hey, man. i got a question here for you on the um, all-time winningest. We held it for the longest time, and and we're no longer, you know. So how far are we behind on that? Uh, I think we came into the year behind maybe, was it four or five? 
and we're probably behind like three this year, so we're probably at like seven or eight. That's just a guess. I don't know the exact thing, but it's – I think Kansas has lost three times, maybe four times. We've lost two, six. Last two, yeah. They lost their last losses. two. Um, but they they got it on us. They, they they got a lead on us during the NCAA tournament last year, of course, when we lost in the first round and they won the whole thing. All right. Well, so, thanks, man. Appreciate the call. You know, Kansas comes in here Saturday night. I usually have a theory. Now, this theory got beaten last year by Kansas. But I always have a theory. National championship teams don't lose by more than uh, 15 at home. And Kansas just lost by 23 to TCU. Now, of course, we beat them last year by a ton, too. So that theory kind of died last year. Do you think we got a shot against Kansas Saturday in Rub? I, I, I think we're catching Kansas at the right time, but you, we, we can't forget we're catching Vandy at a bad time, man. They're playing well. That's a 9 o'clock game tomorrow yeah, night. still Vandy, though. I know, but they beat Missouri, and they yeah, beat man. teams that beat us. Beat, beat South Carolina. Beat Arkansas, I'm not going to be scared of Vandy. We're Kentucky, Ryan. They beat Missouri. No, the Kentucky play pretty good. Shannon, I don't want to hear your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just asking you a question, did I? Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need so, your mouth. I think you're a little smart aleck mouth over there. Kentucky. <laughs> catching Vandy at a bad time and catching Kansas at a good time. Kentucky will win tomorrow night. I'm pretty Look, confident. Jerry Stackhouse will look nice. He'll have like a he turtleneck sweater. Yeah. But we're winning that game. And Kentucky fans show up down there. We should have half that crowd, I hope. Who's next? Let's go to Gary. Gary, I got a minute. Go quick. Okay. Uh, I've, I've seen some positive things from Coach Cal because uh, he's been notorious for milking the clock towards the end of the game, which is a strategy that oftentimes will work, but there's many times that it doesn't work. And one of them was the Wisconsin game with the 38-0 team. And Reeves, atta- Reeves attacked the basket twice early in the shot clock, and it worked. Yes. Yes. But uh, he abandoned that pretty quick, though, and then, then the Cats stretched the lead out, and it was ball game. No, that's what I'm so, saying. Uh, Reeves, Reeves, we were up four, and Reeves twice, he had an opening. He took it to the basket. He shot it. He didn't pull it up. And, sir, I think that helped because he obviously made both shots. Well, the, the first possession of that when Cal made the decision to pull it out and he put the, put his players on, on the corners and was milking resulted in a turnover. You're exactly right. We'll take a break. Come back. Hour number two. It's KSR.